Well, hello and welcome to episode number four of the Upgrade Your Peer Group podcast. Hey, in today's episode, I am going to share with you my very first ever experience in charging for mastermind groups, hosting and facilitating my own paid mastermind group. This was from the year 2012 through 2014, and I made lots of mistakes and things that I want to share with you so that hopefully, if you are thinking about creating and facilitating your own paid mastermind groups, that you'll learn from my mistakes and that you can shortcut the process and that you can just jump seven years into the future and benefit from all the the stuff that I've learned along the way. To get things started here, I want to let you know I recorded what you're about ready to hear as a podcast episode for you, but I did it in front of a live audience on a platform that's called Clubhouse. I told a story to lead into the story during the Clubhouse room. I did not include it here in this episode. I will simply tell you that what led up to what you are about ready to hear is my introduction of who Stuart Crane is and why I was eager to hear any advice that this man would give me. And the short story is is that he was a listener to my podcast content. One day he sent me a check for $12,000 as a donation, as a voluntary contribution, saying, hey, you're doing a great job and I just want to see you continue to succeed. I reached out to him to share my gratitude. Turns out he became a close personal friend, also hired me to help him with some other projects that he was working on, and he gave me some advice that radically transformed my life. So, that's the story about that. By the way, if you want to see the letter that he wrote explaining why he sent me a check for $12,000, the whole story is not listed on this page, but you can read the letter. It's over at MindsetAnswerMan.com slash check. All right, you have everything you need to know now to be able to pick up the story right here. His name is Stuart Crane. He became not only a client, but he also became a friend and a mentor. And he lives only about two hours north of me in Columbus, Ohio. And I went up one day. He hired me to do some work for him. And then at the end of the day, I'm sitting in his home office and he says, Cliff, would you like some advice to help you out in your business journey? And I'm like, okay, so this guy's a multimillionaire and he's asking me if I'd like some advice in my business. And as you can imagine, I said, sure. He goes, well, I've been listening to you for a long time now and I think what you're doing is incredibly awesome, but it seems to me like you're doing a lot of hunting and gathering. You land clients, you're working, you're serving clients and One thing you're missing in your business is recurring revenue. He says, one of the things that really helped me turn the table is when we began to have some kind of monthly recurring fee that our customers could pay for, that's when things really started to take off in my business, and I think you could benefit. There's got to be something you could do to create a recurring revenue stream. And so in his office that night, he goes, how much money would you like to make from a recurring revenue stream? I said, well, I think it would be nice to create a brand new stream of income in my business that generates $10,000 a month of recurring revenue that can be anticipated and expected every single month. He goes, awesome. Let's brainstorm a strategy. Well, I guess I could do a membership program. The thing is, though, is I did not want to do one of those low-cost membership programs where it's $29 a month and I've got 
hundreds of members that I have to support and handling all of the late payments, credit cards that are expired and all the other stuff. I know I could hire people to take care of that. I didn't want to even manage people at that time. So I want to create a membership where 100 people would pay $100 per month. And so the question then became, what could I offer that would provide $100 per month of value? As I sat there in Stuart Crane's office, it was clear as day. Gosh, I know one thing that I could offer that guaranteed would provide that value. There's one thing that has been more influential in my life than anything else I've ever done outside of my relationship with my wife and my creator. It's been the mastermind principle. I could host mastermind groups. Now, the idea of having a mastermind group with 100 people wouldn't have worked for me because my definition is even further expanded down to a small group of people. I know it says two or more people, but in my mind, I really don't see a mastermind group in the way that I've experienced them, the way that I would want to facilitate it. 12 is about as many people as I think could reasonably get the consistent ongoing value out of the group. I do know that there are many other ways of doing mastermind groups that you could certainly carry out and everybody gets value with 100 people in a group. It's just not what was in my mind. It was not my desire to create a mastermind group outside of what I had already experienced. I wanted to create what I had experienced for other people. So here was my solution. I know what I'll do. I'm going to create 10 mastermind groups with 10 members per group where each member pays $100 per month. Now, how can I manage this? The groups will meet for 90 minutes during each meeting and each group will meet twice per month. I'll host five different groups that will meet on the first and third weeks of the month and I'll host the other five groups on the second and the fourth weeks of the month. As a result of that, occasionally, if it's a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday, there's sometimes a, a fifth week in the month. I'll have, a, I'll have a, a, a week off that week, which will be kind of nice. So this was my plan. At seven and a half hours of facilitating meetings, I'm thinking, dude, this is a total no-brainer. This is awesome. Now, one of the other things that I've talked about in the past, in episode three of the Upgrade Your Peer Group podcast, I talked about the importance of having an affinity. It's not that it's required, but I wanted to have something that people would have in common so that when people are talking in hot seats, everybody's benefiting. And so if everybody was in the industry of podcasting, well, then I think that would do it. You know, so are you a podcaster or are you going to, are you getting ready to create a podcast? This is the group for you. Thus, right there, in that moment, I decided that I was going to create the Podcast Mastermind, my very first ever paid mastermind group experience. I was on fire. I had so much passion for this project. Now, the very first thing that I did is I came home from that Columbus weekend. I scheduled a call with my friend Dan Miller, author of the book 48 Days to the Work You Love. Dan and I are close personal friends, and he is also a mentor of mine. I was so excited to tell him and to really to just thank him, because if it wasn't for Dan Miller, I would have never really ever heard of mastermind groups, or at least I, I hadn't heard of them until he introduced me to the concept. He was always talking about his 10 years of experience of meeting every week with a mastermind group with him and Dave Ramsey and a couple of uh, like eight other guys. And so it's, it's really Dan talking about mastermind groups that got me to study them. 
And then I went and read Think and Grow Rich and the chapter about mastermind groups there, and I did some more study. I joined a couple of experiences, and then I started the mastermind group that Pat Flynn and I started back in 2010. I'm like, oh my gosh, if it wasn't for Dan Miller. So I share with him my whole story of how I met Stuart Crane about recurring revenue. I'm going to create a new stream of income for $10,000 per month in my business, and I'm reliably going to anticipate $10,000 a month. And I only have to serve 10 groups of 10 people where I'm doing no more than five meetings each week. I'm thinking he's going to be so proud of me, you know, because that was important to me back then. Back then, I really cared what a lot of people thought about me. And I still care what, you know, I still I still care what my friends think and stuff. But I, I was really kind of seeking his approval in a way back then. I don't necessarily do that as much today. Uh, but I was blown away by his response. It was not what I anticipated. I thought Dan was going to say, oh, man, Cliff, I'm so excited for you. no. I shared all of the things that I just shared with you with Dan Miller, and he and I said, so what do you think? He goes, Cliff, I think that's a terrible idea. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, no, that's a terrible idea. And I said, what do you mean it's a terrible idea? He says, well, he goes, your goal here is recurring revenue, a new stream of income for $10,000 a month. Yes? Yes. And you want to do that through paid mastermind groups. Yes? Yes. And your plan has you serving 100 people on a monthly basis in mastermind groups. He goes, dude, you're going to burn yourself out. Why don't you just get 10 people to pay you $1,000 a month? Well, my friends, I still had money mindset issues back in those days. And I'm like, Dan, you're funny. Uh, and of course, he, he you know, he's, he's, he's like, okay. <laughs> you know, he wasn't, he wasn't going to push the issue. He was quite aware of the fact that I wasn't in a situation right then where I was willing to be stretched in my money mindset at the time. So he's like, okay, good. But, you know, I, you know keep, me, keep me posted. I'd love to hear how things go for you. So I proceeded with my plan. All right. Now, I went out and I created an episode of the old podcast Answer Man show, which, by the way, today is called the Cliff Ravenscraft show. It was episode number 246. It was published back on January 26th, 2012. And I spent probably about seven or eight hours outlining everything for that episode. And it worked. We launched the podcast mastermind, or I launched the podcast mastermind in the first and second weeks of February 2012. What happened was I filled five groups immediately. So as soon as I got to 50 members, I immediately shut down applications. They were coming in so fast, I had to shut it down so that I could start forming these first five groups. It's at this point I want to tell you that, wow, am I glad that I shut down applications, the entire application process, after the first 50 members applied and joined the podcast mastermind because I made so many mistakes, big mistakes. First and foremost, my standards for membership were really low, meaning that I was just excited. Hey, 
here, here's here's my application, and this is maybe a, a simplification, but the, and the the application was really a page and a half, but almost every question was a yes or no answer, and it essentially says, "Have you listened to episode number two hundred forty six of Podcast Answer Man?" Yes. Okay. Great. Move on. Uh, do you understand what a mastermind group is? Yes. Got it. Wonderful. Do you have a positive mindset? Yes. Awesome. Okay, keep going. Do you have a podcast or plan to create a podcast within the next 90 days? Yes. Awesome. Keep going. Are you able to commit to paying $100 a month minimum for one year? And they said, yes. Great. No interview required. You filled out that application and told me you were ready to sign up and put $100 a month every month in my checking account. Who am I to question you? This is Again, I had some scarcity mindset issues back in those early days, and so there was no interview required. Uh, I just started looking at your applications, and I started forming the first five groups, put people in groups, and then boom, we started meeting. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right, so here's the results that I got. First of all, there were those who said that they could afford $100 a month, but it was clearly an issue for a handful of people who couldn't keep up with their monthly payments. Their cards were getting declined and declined and declined. And, you know, it's like, hey, can I pay you next week? And, hey, can I pay you next week? And blah, 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 blah. And eventually, some of those people had to just drop out. They were building up a tab, and I didn't feel right keeping a tab and having them owe me so much. And I just basically to those people, I said, listen, I know you owe me about three or $400. Just keep it, but I am going to have to you know, have you drop out of the group. It's clear that this is, this is a financial strain for you. So you know, I, I just said, listen, you don't owe me anything. I'm not upset, but this is clearly not something that you are able to. So, but had I, you know, I could have actually done some, an interview with people. Maybe I could have had some questions. I could have, you know, I could have poked around a little bit to make sure that I wasn't putting a financial strain on people, even at $100 a month back then. Here's the next issue that I ran into. Remember the application said, the question was, do you have a positive mindset? And of course, there's there was three or four or five questions that really related to, this is the importance of having a positive mindset. Do you understand this? Yes. Essentially, people are filling out this application and they went into the mastermind group. They wouldn't be filling out the application otherwise. I don't think I remember anyone ever checking a box that says, no, I don't have a positive mindset. Well, (laughs) there were those who mentioned that they had a positive mindset, but there were a few members who might have been better served through a professional, individual, or group therapy program to help them deal with past trauma and depression. I don't say this in any judgment of these individuals. It just wasn't the intention and the purpose of the group to be a situation for you to come and share issues with trauma that you've had in your life and breaking down in in tears and crying during your hot seat. It, it, it wasn't the purpose of the group. And again, I, 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 and I felt so guilty. I felt, I, I felt, a, I just felt bad that, man, it's like, man, I, why, I, gosh, if I, if I would have had an interview with these people, I probably would have been able to pick up on some of this and I might have, I, 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 well, I know I wouldn't have invited a handful of these people through. Maybe one or two might have still gotten through, but, and, and again, I didn't know what to do. 
at the time, I got to tell you that I, I was my emotional intelligence, which I understand a great deal about today and consider myself to be a master of my mindset today. But back then, I didn't have that. Just authentically, I will tell you, back then, I didn't have what it took to drop somebody from the group. As a result of that, instead of dropping them from the group and having that challenging conversation, I began to personally mentor these folks outside of the group in hopes that when they're in the hot seat, they might be able to keep it, you know, kind of keep it together. But even then, what I found is I had to step into this and play the role of energy management within the group where these members were a part of those environments. So sometimes they would even give some advice or feedback during somebody else's hot seat, and their feedback is very much filtered through their experience of life, and it's clear that, man, it's... I, I I hesitate to say too much. It's just not high energy. It was it was not life giving. It was it was it was a lot. And so I I'm very responsible for carrying the level of energy within this group to make sure everybody is having a high energy experience with friends and peers, and and that this is all going to be high value for everyone in the group. And so that was I managed it for a significant amount of time. The other situation, the other mistake that I made was life stage mismatches. I had some people who were already podcasters. They'd been podcasting already for a few years. I had podcasters with tens of thousands, if not sometimes hundreds of thousands of subscribers, operating businesses that generate a few million dollars a year in sales. And in the same group, I had somebody who, let's just say, is a teenager who's podcasting as a hobby. Nothing wrong with that except for the fact that I did not account for that when I was thinking about these groups. And so eventually, I sorted everything out. I did some group swapping and and tried to balance out these groups and put people into groups where their life stages and life journey is somewhat more equally balanced. But again, still refusing at that point to drop anybody from my group. Eventually, I sorted everything out and everything became manageable. And by this time, while there was originally 50 members right out of the gate, it had dropped down. I can't remember what it had dropped down to, but I reopened the application process. I changed the price from $100 a month to $300 a month, and I filled up all of the empty spots. And I changed the application to where you had to answer questions instead of checking a checkbox, yes or no. And not only did I do that, but I also set up interviews with people who wanted to join. I had a 30-minute call with them. Today, that's not even acceptable. What, what I do today is two 90-minute one-on-one coaching experiences with anybody who applies for my mastermind groups. There's two weeks in between where they are given some assignments and tasks to complete and work on, and I wait until after the second week to see if they've actually taken action on what we talked about in our first one-on-one coaching experience, and if they haven't taken action on this incredibly valuable, free, complimentary experience of my coaching, then I know that they're not going to get the value necessary out of the mastermind group, and I don't invite them in. So the process and my standards today are so high, but I didn't have those standards back then. I was ready to open the application process again, but not ready to launch five more groups. I made the decision, I'm just going to stick with the five groups that I have, but I'm going to fill those groups. And each of those empty seats are now going to be filled with people paying $300 a month instead of what was originally there with members paying $100 for those seats. 
I also grandfathered everyone in who first signed up and was still in the group. I grandfathered them in at the $100 a month price. By the way, I I haven't listed this as a mistake in my notes, but one of the biggest mistakes I made is facilitating a group for $100 a month. And today I coach a lot of people who want to start paid mastermind groups. And I got to tell you, the biggest hurdle people have to overcome, especially if you're a professional coach, you're already very successful at helping people experience transformation. It's a real challenge for somebody to make that jump and ask somebody to pay you $1,000 a month to be in a mastermind group. So far, I am about 80% effective in getting those individuals to go ahead and ask people to pay $1,000 a month, and all of them achieve in three months what it took me, I think it was seven or eight years to finally experience. So I shortened their runway to success. And the other two out of 10, I'm able to get them to start at either $500 a month or $750 a month, which almost everyone wants to start out somewhere between $100 to $300 a month. Now, again, I told you I filled up all five groups, got people in there paying $300 a month. And by the way, this just so happens to be when a guy named John Dumas, and back then he wasn't John Lee Dumas, he was just John Dumas. The reason why is because he didn't really have an online presence. He wanted to create a a name for himself in the online entrepreneurial space. And he figured that it would be easier and he could get more usernames and stuff like that if he used John Lee Dumas. And so JLD, John Lee Dumas, came about as the fact that, you know, that he he wanted to brand himself as JLD, John Lee Dumas, so people could find him instead of all the other John Dumases out there. But anyway, John Dumas, John Lee Dumas, joined the podcast mastermind. Now, when he applied, he did not have a podcast, and he didn't even have a plan to launch a podcast within 90 days. He had a plan to launch a podcast, but he had a much longer runway. He says, Cliff, I got a big vision, and he told me about his big vision, and he writes about this, by the way, in his book called Common Path to Uncommon Success. Go find that book in Amazon. It's a great book, John Lee Dumas, The Common Path to Uncommon Success. And he talks about his experience in this paid mastermind group that I facilitated. And he has talked about it tons of times in interviews and other people's shows and in his public speaking engagements. He gives a lot of credit to the success of his business, uh, to his business coach at the time and his experience with me and the group that I facilitated. He was in group three of five of the podcast mastermind. His plan was that, Cliff, by the end of my one year in the podcast mastermind, I will have launched Entrepreneur on Fire, the very first ever daily podcast where every day there's a an interview for entrepreneurs. Now... The one thing I will tell you, I've already mentioned the fact that he didn't have a social media following at the time. He didn't have a vast network of entrepreneurs. He was already successfully reaching out. I was on his list and a handful of other people, and he was he was expanding his network. And if you've met John Lee Dumas, you know that he's an outgoing kind of guy, very charismatic, easy to like kind of gentleman. And so, I mean, it's not like he couldn't have done this on his own. But because he had networked with me and and as a result of his experience in the mastermind, I had already developed a very close personal friendship with a large number of people that he most wanted in his inner circle as he was growing his brand and his business. Also, he had this desire 
that his first 10 episodes would set the stage for what's to follow. And so he's like, listen, I will not launch until I have these 10 individuals that say yes to an interview with me. Now, these 10 individuals are all A-list people who get tons of requests to be on podcasts. And here's this guy that has almost no social media presence whatsoever, and he has no podcast content anywhere ever to be found. And he wants those people to say yes to be one of the first guests on his daily podcast. And so it's not surprising that he got a bunch of no's from those people. But if you know John, he's not the kind of guy that gives up. And it just so happens that out of those 10, I was very close friends with a number of them. And this is how, this is one of those benefits. Remember, I told you, we are all limited by our own network of relationships. We're all limited by our own education, our own experience, our own skills, talents, and abilities, our own resources. No matter how much we have, we still have gaps. He did not have relationships with those people, but I did. So I reached out to a couple of those individuals who had already told him no, and I said, let me explain to you why you should say yes to John Lee Dumas. And I painted a picture about what this man was building. And I said, I know when somebody says that they're going to do something, that they're going to do it. And here's why you must say yes. You will you will absolutely benefit. I will say probably right out of the gate, it's not going to net you a huge return on your investment of time, effort, and energy to be featured. However, there will be a day where Entrepreneur on Fire, hosted by John Lee Dumas, will be among the most popular podcasts in existence. And there will be thousands, tens of thousands, and I will even stake my reputation on hundreds of thousands of people who will discover this podcast, who will go back and start with episode number one and listen And they will almost all listen to the first 10 episodes and you're being given the opportunity to be on this as a favor to me for one of my clients in my mastermind group. Tell him yes. Now, this is a powerful thing within a mastermind group. So uh, as you guys probably have heard the name John Lee Dumas, uh, it all seemed to kind of work out for him. And again, he talks about some of this in his book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success. I still today have the handwritten thank you card that he sent me after his one year in the podcast mastermind. And I transcribed it for my notes here. It says, Cliff, I wanted to take time to thank you the old fashioned way. Your kindness, guidance, and friendship has helped to guide Entrepreneur on Fire from a spark of an idea into the roaring passion I am proud to call a business today. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, John. So, John benefited from his participation in my very first ever paid mastermind group experience. The members of that group, I went and looked it up today. It was fun going down memory lane. And there were actually 10 other people in that group because John actually became the 11th person in the group. But Robert Kibb was in that group. Robert was an incredibly successful business owner, and he had created a business around his passion of muscle cars. And muscle car enthusiasts 
are willing to spend lots of money for their passion. And he he was incredibly successful. Had an entire network, muscle car network, and it is just awesome. Travis Jenkins was in this group. He is a serial entrepreneur, already started and grown and sold multiple businesses. He had service-based businesses that he had started, and he also had a performance marketing agency. So this guy was in that mastermind group. Steve Cloida became such a dear friend of mine. Unfortunately, he just passed away a couple of years ago from cancer, but uh, Steve Cloida was in this group, and Steve Cloida had devoted his entire life to helping people succeed in direct sales. This guy was a sales genius, and he brought his education and experience and skills and talents and abilities to people's hot seats, and it was amazing the input that Steve put into those conversations. Jesse Leahy, he owns a corporate leadership coaching company. He's an author. He was a professional paid speaker, which was a goal for many people in the group. And of course, he was a podcaster as well. All these people were podcasters, except for John, <laughs> until the near the end. Uh, anyway, Carrie Lutz was there. He had created and founded the Financial Survival Network, a network of podcasts for an alliance of investment professionals. Now, Carrie was one of the most outgoing, gregarious people I had in the podcast mastermind. This guy was doing things back in the day before there were advertising networks. This guy was generating mad amounts of advertising revenue from his podcast. The confidence that he had to ask people to pay top dollar for host spoken endorsements in his podcast, second to none, Carrie Lutz. Chuck Taylor, he was a speech language, easy, that's funny that I'm uh, tripping over this, speech language pathologist. Imagine taking your voice to the next level. If you wanted somebody to evaluate your podcast and listen to your speak and the way that you speak and help coach you on how you can communicate more powerfully, who better than a speech language pathologist? Samantha Alford was in this group, and she was an inbound marketing expert. Daryl Tott from the UK was in this. By the way, Samantha was from Australia, but Daryl Tott from the UK. This guy was the, as far as I'm concerned, I would use the description genius. This guy knew data, analytics, and internet marketing sales funnels beyond my wildest imagination. And let me tell you, I do life with people like Michael Stelzner and Pat Flynn and John Lee Dumas, Amy Porterfield, and stuff like that. But I got to tell you, this guy is just an absolute genius. He was in that group. Lingen Sia from France was in this. He was an entrepreneurial business coach. And then Marshall Stevenson from Canada was in this group, and he created an entire podcast network uh, related to hockey. It was a sports podcast network related to hockey in Canada, and today he's actually the founder of a subscription service called Sockbox over at Sockbox.ca. Imagine being in a group with that amount of education, that amount of experience, that amount of expertise, those various different areas of expertise, those skills, those talents, those abilities, mind-blowing. Now do you understand why, wow, you, you could actually come in with the dream of an entrepreneur on fire and after a couple of months, really get everything you need to just take it to levels beyond what you were thinking previously. And so 
that's where Entrepreneur on Fire kind of birthed out of this podcast mastermind. So do you understand the value of a mastermind group at this point? So I facilitated these five mastermind groups, and I did it for two full years to celebrate the second year of hosting and facilitating these five groups, I celebrated by shutting it down. That's right. I shut it down. I went to each of the five groups and I said, guys, this has been an incredibly amazing run, but I've got to shut this down. I cannot continue to facilitate these five groups and here are all the reasons why. Now, why did I shut it down? First, I got to tell you that my own personal life was transformed by being in these groups. I mean, did you hear the power of that group that I just, the people who were in group three? Imagine I had four other groups that I met with twice a month for two years. Not to mention, did you hear episode number two of the Upgrade Your Peer Group podcast? I'm also, at the same time, meeting every week for one hour with Pat Flynn, Michael Stelzner, Leslie Samuel, Mark Mason, and Ray Edwards. I mean, my life exponentially is being transformed as a result of the mastermind principle. And as a result of that, I've got all of these other things that are going on. And while, yeah, I made $57,000 in the year 2013 just from the podcast mastermind, that was absolutely by far the least profitable thing that was going on in my business. Dan Miller was right when he said, Cliff, I think that's a terrible idea. One of the things that it's very clear now It requires a lot of energy to be responsible for creating a powerful paid mastermind group environment for human beings. If you really want to do this, you've got to understand it's not just the 90 minutes twice a month. Today, I I host groups and facilitate groups that meet weekly for 90 minutes, but it's not just the 90-minute meeting. There's the meeting between the meetings. It's handling people who say, hey, Cliff, I know that I'm in the hot seat this week. I can't make it. Can I switch with somebody else? And it's the 30 or 45 minutes or hour and a half trying to reach out to people and confirm at the last minute, can I switch this? And you're actually getting ready to go live with a group that's going to be, it was crazy. There was discussion forums and responding to people that were posting there, making sure that they're not hearing crickets when they're reaching out for help in the discussion forums. There's pre-meeting preparation. There is the post-follow-up, sending the recording out for anybody that might have missed the meeting. And there's my personality as well, my desire to under-promise, over-deliver. I wanted to personally mentor and I want to show up and I want to be a person who can empathize with what's going on with people in my group, not just with what they bring in the hot seat, but just what's going on in their life. And gosh, imagine if I would have been successful at getting a hundred people. People are like having all sorts of stuff coming up in their lives and you want to be that person. You can say, hey, text me anytime if anything's going on, if I can be a support and encouragement to you. Let me tell you, I did this for two years. I loved every single person, all 65 of those people. I loved them beyond what you could possibly imagine. And I served everyone in those groups while they were in it. And even the ones that were no longer a part of it, when they finished their year, I still, I was in relationship with them. And I wanted to, and it was just an unsustainable schedule. 
especially when I looked at the amount of income per, per hour invested, the major issue, I, I just was not charging enough. And in 2013, while it made $57,000, I saw that if I was to shut this down, and I already had a picture in my mind of where I would invest those hours that I would free up from facilitating those five groups, I knew that I could immediately take that time, effort, and energy, and instead of making $57,000, I would have easily replaced it with $200,000, which I did. In fact, I ended up the year 2014. Again, I shut this down in February 2014. And because I shut it down, I had my very first year in my business that I generated over half a million dollars, well over a half million dollars in my business in 2014. Never would have been able to do that had I not shut down that paid mastermind group. Some other things that I had going on, I was the director of New Media Expo at the time. I had my podcasting A to Z course, which had waiting lists for it, generating 40K per month and more. I had my professional speaking career was taking off. I had speaking engagements. People were asking me, Cliff, can you come do the opening keynote address for our gig? traveling a lot, just having, it, it, was, it, was, it was time to let it go. And so that's why I let it go. The opportunity cost, because I started out so many groups at such a low cost per month, it was impacting my own physical and emotional health. And a lot of that still had to do with the fact that I still had a lot of growth in my mindset. In fact, it was going through all of this that I learned so many powerful things about mindset and about letting go and about what's called necessary endings. And final reason, why did I shut it down after two years? I wanted to shut it down on a high note. Now, with as many problems as I have just mentioned to you, I got to tell you, all five groups were incredibly successful, just not financially for me when it comes to the, the financial side and the time, effort, and energy management side. But as far as the members are concerned, this was an incredibly powerful, extremely successful first endeavor in paid mastermind groups. And I'm thrilled that I did it. And all 65 people who ever had any experience in the podcast mastermind are happy that I did it. In fact, group, I think it was group two of the Next Level Mastermind continued to meet twice a month, every month. And I think it was either for three more years or five more years after I shut down the podcast mastermind. So there you go. That was my very first ever experience of paid mastermind groups. I think if you were to listen to what I shared with you, hear the mistakes that I've made, and if you compare that to everything that you heard in the Upgrade Your Peer Group podcast, I think there's a ton of value that you can pull out and extract and learn from this. If I could give you one piece of advice, if you're going to do a paid mastermind group, my suggestion is that you start at no less than $1,000 per month for membership in your group. And if that's a stretch for you, good. <laughs> you could always do what I did when my mentor told me, why don't you just do $1,000 a month? Uh, well, I, I will just fast forward and tell you that in November 2017, I started the Next Level Mastermind group. You can find out more at nextlevelmastermind.info. I started two groups of the Next Level Mastermind group. 
each member is required to pay $12,000 a year or $1,250 per month. I have now, this month, actually right now, November 2021, this is my fourth year of the Next Level Mastermind, and I am just about to go over $1 million in revenue. Brian, what's on your mind? Hey, Cliff, I'm a new coach and I want to start a mastermind. Well, I am starting a mastermind group that's going to be starting in January. My coach encouraged me to, my original amount was 100. He encouraged me to do 500 a month at the minimum. And I kind of went at, at the 250 is what I felt comfortable with and with the, the people that I want to work with. And you're challenging me to, to step that up. And I'm just wondering... I mean, as a new coach with not many followers, not much of a, I mean, does that make any difference? Nope. You would still suggest that when I don't have any paid clients that I'm coaching, I'm just starting off that I'd still start off at a thousand. Yep. Okay. I'm just making sure. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Because Brian, it's not about you. It's about who all are you bringing into this group and what is the affinity of this group? What is the outcome of this group? If you can imagine, if every single person you invite to your group, if you hold very high standards for those you invite into your group, and if you haven't listened to episode three of the Upgrade Your Peer Group podcast, listen to episode three about my standards that I have for who I invite into a group. If you have your standards set high and you can understand the value of the mastermind principle is not what you alone bring to the table. I don't care what your experience is about how many people have paid you for your coaching. How old are you? I am, I think for sick, 45. Did you ever go to any school anywhere? Yes, I did a bachelor's degree in psychology. I did a year of mental health counseling and a year of a master's MBA. Hmm. I wonder if anybody could benefit from somebody that knows a lot about psychology and and mental health issues and emotional state management. And I wonder if that could be a benefit to anybody. Probably not. You'll probably need to find somebody else who has better education than you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know I'm being facetious. All right. So the next thing is, in your 45 years, have you had any kind of experiences where you set out a goal and you succeeded in anything? Has that ever happened for you? Yes. All right. Now, I'm going to ask you an even more important question. Have you ever set out any goals and have you ever failed miserably? Lots of times. Which did you learn more from, the successes or the failures? The failures. All right. For sure. I wonder if if anything you've learned through all of your experience in life might be of value to anybody else in this group. Probably not, but uh, you might want to find somebody who has some experience other than you. Uh, <laughs> all right. I could keep going down. Do you have any areas of expertise, Brian? Uh, yeah, I'm, I've been a career coach for 15 years. And, and you've never been paid ever? No, I, um, I work for a nonprofit organization. I've, yeah. yeah, so I've never yeah, done it on my yeah, own. Yeah, but, but because it's a nonprofit, you could say you have 15 years of coaching experience. But come on, you know that that's not worth anything. <laughs> right no boy 
Let's see here. Psychology degree, mental health, 15 years of coaching in a nonprofit. I have lots of goals that I've succeeded at. I've had many things that I've tried that other people would never even attempt that I've tried and I failed miserably. I've learned lots of things from my experience. I have some skills. I have some talents. I have some abilities. Do you understand why you need to charge at least $1,000 a month, even if they only had access to you? Yes, I do. It's a, it's a weekly meeting. You're meeting with you once a week, every week. That's worth $250 a week. And imagine you're going to bring and invite other people into the group. Each person that you bring into the group is going to have some impressive educational experiences. The other people you bring into the group are going to have some experience. The other people you bring into the group are going to have areas of expertise. Some of them will have already successfully published books. Some of them will have already been paid professionally to speak at conferences. Some of them will have already had email lists with email sales funnels and all this other stuff and the tens of thousands of people on their list. You're going to invite other people into this group. And they're all going to bring everything that they have to the table and everybody in the group, all of you bring all of your education, experience, areas of expertise, skills, talents, abilities, resources, relationship, network, and influence. Every single one of you will bring all of that to bear on one member every week in a hot seat. Yeah, I think that you should probably charge at least $1,000 a month. Okay, I will. There you go. Awesome. Love you, man. Appreciate you. Love you too, brother. Hey, before I wrap up this episode, I want to share with you a testimonial. This is somebody who was in the Next Level Mastermind for several years. Her name is Danielle Weeb. She is from Canada and has had a live event business for female entrepreneurs. She joined the Next Level Mastermind because she wanted to add additional streams of revenue beyond her live events. Throughout her time in the Mastermind group, we helped her start a coaching practice on the side and also paid facilitated mastermind groups. Had it not been for her starting up paid mastermind groups, when COVID-19 hit and the pandemic shut down the entire global economy and everybody was shut down in their homes and live events, which was her only source of revenue prior to joining the Next Level Mastermind, It basically transformed her life and kept the lights on. And in fact, she is thriving in her business today. Recently, I caught up with Danielle. We were doing a podcast interview. And then at the end of our conversation, I asked Danielle to potentially give me a testimonial. And I asked Danielle, I said, hey, think about somebody who has been hearing about the Next Level Mastermind because I've been talking about it a lot. They've gone over to nextlevelmastermind.info. They've read the sales page. They may have even got to the last page of the application and abandoned it, but they're still on the fence. Maybe they might join. They're just not sure yet. They're on the fence. I said, Danielle, what would you say to that person? And here is what she had to say. Well, I would say that personally, what it did for me was allow me to think about not only my business, but myself and my abilities in a totally different way. And one of the things that I really appreciate about you, Cliff, and then also the other amazing members that 
I had the privilege of getting to know and getting to be in that group with is that you're challenged not only in how you're running your life and business, but just in your mindset. Because I think most of the people potentially listening to this are either running a business or wanting to do something different in their life. And the biggest thing I think that will hold you back is the thoughts that you have, kind of like what we talked about before, like the thoughts that you have, the beliefs that you have about yourself. And so if someone else that can get to know you and, you know, knows things about you and that can tell you, Hey, this is, this is actually possible for you. Or like, why do you believe that? (laughs) Um, You know, the, the amount of times that someone's in the hot seat and it's like, why, why would you think that? (laughs) Like, why are you believing that about yourself or your abilities? So I think it just challenges you to think bigger and dream bigger and create a life and a business that is in your definition of success rather than someone else's. Like you create a an atmosphere, I think, that allows people to decide what they want and how they can get it rather than this is the only way that you're going to be successful, which I think is unfortunately a lot of other coaches or, you know, business consultants. It's like, this is the way you need to do it. And if you go outside of this specific way of doing it, you're not going to be successful and you allow for so much more than that. And allow people to change their mind. (laughs) You know, like, hey, I decided that I don't want to do this anymore and I want to do this instead. And I feel like you're the type of person to be like, great. What? Like, let's come up with a plan of how you can do that. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Of, yeah. Let's just say somebody has gone to the sales page. Yeah. They've clicked on the application, they've typed in everything. And they just are hovering over the submit button. What would you say to that person right now? Well, do it because you'll get to at least connect with Cliff, who no matter if you have one conversation or thousands of conversations, he will change your perspective, change your life. So do it. 100% do it. 